when can i travel when can i go out for lunch dinner with my friends when is school going to start tired of online meetings tired of virtual food tired of virtual friends when 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 will life get back to normal beautiful listeners Danu Rajwani sharing with you her thoughts on the ongoing pandemic and all that it is leaving behind in its wake. We each one of us wants to get back to the normal that we know. The normal that our children know. Normal. What was the normal we knew? Going to work, coming home, children planning for our holidays planning for an upcoming event birthday anniversary if nothing upcoming then create one we had to be busy having fun we were working so hard we need to relax we need to party we need to party 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 Was it our concern carbon emissions were escalating frantically? Was it our concern marine life was in danger with all the things we dumped into the waters? Was it our concern wildlife was in dire straits due to deforestation on the rise? Icebergs melting, ozone layers being depleted. I would say definitely not. How am I responsible for all this? I am just a tiny part of this vast humanity. I cannot make any difference. I'm just living my life and that's it. These issues are for those NGOs, for the government to look into, not poor little me. Now, everyone starts thinking along those lines. This is simply like the story that many of us have grown up with. There was an important job to be done. Everybody was sure somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got very angry because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that anybody could do it. But nobody realized everybody wouldn't do it it ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done this is exactly what is happening now all of us think somebody will do it i'm too small to make a difference let the government handle it after all we are paying our taxes let the ngos handle it we are giving donations why do i need to bother about these issues this thought process has defeated mankind in man the humanity in humans each person if only did their bit no matter how small our planet the earth could be saved from catastrophe we would be able to leave behind a great legacy for our children of the world
Is it too late? Is the world already on the brink of destruction? No. It is never too late to turn the tide. We can each one of us in our small quiet way turn the tide slowly but surely by making contributions however tiny however insignificant towards global warming we are used to having our air conditioners on in our rooms whenever we step into the room instead of having the ac on for a continuous 6 hours we can every hour stop for 15 minutes overall we would have contributed 1 hour 30 minutes towards clo- prevention of global warming collectively it works out to a lot here i am talking about just one room What about the other rooms around the house? Televisions, radios, computers, all on even when there is no one watching, listening, attending. What a waste of precious resources. Instead of using the car to go short distances like the supermarket, a friend's place, or anywhere near that we need to go to. Let's try walking it there or use the bicycle. In Amsterdam, where I was recently, most people use bicycles. Apart from the health plus benefits, carbon emissions are reduced significantly. Carpooling, amiably done, also is a great option towards helping the global warming situation. Are we even aware of the number of people that complain of traffic every morning and evening when they are navigating to work and home? A bystander watching the flow of traffic will very soon realize that traffic is of our own making. Each car going by has just one or maximum two occupants in the vehicle is it any surprise we have traffic jams raised blood pressures frustrations giving way to anger steadily on the rise adding fuel to the fire is the plastic the main concern is the abundance and availability of single use plastic packaging products designed for immediate disposal such as water bottles and shopping bags heading the list we really don't need any statistics to tell us that plastics is the number one culprit as the number one of the major causes of the abuse of mother earth the amount of plastic used in everyday life is staggering beaches parks public places are all riddled with plastic disposable trash so easy to use so easy to discard so difficult to dispose of 
if only each of us in our small way applied the rule of the three r's regarding plastics the world would be a considerably better place for our children to inherit the three r's reduce reuse recycle this slogan is catching on big time in creating awareness of the necessity of reduce reuse and recycle i know on my part i have started using and reusing and reusing disposables that come to me thereby reducing the consumption of plastics everything we do from the food we eat products we buy to the way we travel releases greenhouse gases into the atmosphere thereby impacting the planet's climate change for those who do fly air travel is likely to make up a significant slice of our personal carbon footprint mile for mile flying is the most damaging way to travel for the climate a return flight from london to san francisco emits 5.5 tons of co2 more than twice the emissions produced by a family car in a year i am not saying don't travel by air i myself love traveling by and air travel is what takes me out and brings me to my island home what i am saying is dear friend think a moment before you book that flight if traveling domestic intercity intercountry trains are a cool option wherever whenever there is a train coach or car opt for these options these modes of transport you will be spending quality time with your family and friends more importantly you will be reducing the hefty carbon footprint on our one and only planet pre covid times every minute there were flights taking off or landing at the busiest airports of the world can you even begin to imagine the colossal damage being done every minute of the day the world over flight chain is a movement that has recently started from sweden to create awareness among mankind the tons and tons of co2 and greenhouse gases that are at our atmosphere now in abundance of flight shame movement not is not only about feeling accountable for the carbon footprint it is also about rediscovering the joys of land travel Can we forget the most enjoyable much advertised holidays of ours the cruise vacations cruise 
pollutions. There is no denying one of the worst offenders of the planet is the cruise ship. These ocean-going titans emit mind-blowing quantities of carcinogenic air pollution. These floating citadels create pollution problems as supersized as themselves. Every single day, cruise ships worldwide emit the same particular matter as a million cars. Studies say a single large cruise ship will emit over 5 tons of NOx emissions and 450 kilos of ultra-fine particles a day. How alarming can that get? Pre-COVID times, did we ever think about air travel steadily causing harm to the environment? To the earth that we all call home? As we got more and more comfortable with the luxuries that, that were made increasingly affordable, we forgot just how much we were abusing, ill-treating, exploiting, taking for granted Mother Nature. We just took, took and took. Some NGOs raised their voices. Only their voices were drowned by man's constant search for the elusive happiness till Mother Nature slammed down on the brakes and said, Enough! Mid-March, the world came to a slow, grinding halt where everyone was just stranded where they were. Dear friends, from the past 20 months or so, each one has suffered. Loss of dear ones, loss of jobs, relationships gone sour, and lots more. Can we say, in all honesty, we have learned a lot from this? Can we say, in all honesty, we are applying all that we have learned? If we can say yes to this, looking into the mirror, into our eyes, we are on the right track. I am now mindful of the three R's of plastic use. Mindful of the different modes of transport to choose the one that is the least damaging. Be mindful of conserving energy on a daily basis. In all honesty, if we are mindful of all the lessons learned, believe me, we can turn the tide. We can leave a beautiful legacy, the awesome earth, for our children to inherit. Beautiful listeners, if my thoughts and words have moved you to doing your bit, however small, intentionally and consistently, to 
saving God's gift to us, our amazing planet, drop me a line, a comment. It's au revoir from Dhanu Rajwani now, only to be back very soon with another something that we can all chew on. Do take care. God bless us all. The new normal. What is the new normal? The new normal is what we all need to and want to embrace as the pandemic sweeps the globe, our planet, our earth that we call home. Tune into the podcast to know more about the new normal. had been happily plodding along on my Toastmasters journey for about 14 years, enjoying every minute of it. The interaction with all the members of my club, the fond camaraderie, the friendly banter, the evaluations that were silently and surely helping me to evolve. It took one phone call and everything changed. Beautiful listeners, greetings. Dhanu Rajwani welcomes you to her new series of podcasts. Cabal Clubs, affiliates of Toastmasters International, where children aged 10 to 17 years realize to know play is learning as well. Learning the soft skills of life in an atmosphere that is fun, that is supportive of every member. A phone call from the president of my club changed my life. Mr. Christian, the then president of Plateau Toast Masters, called me and asked me, Danu, how would you like to be a distinguished Toastmaster? You are just two steps away from becoming a DTM. Of course, I was over the moon. I'll be at your place within the next 45 minutes. Sure enough. Krishan came in and without further ado, started explaining. He was talking for about 45 minutes about the two steps I needed to acquire the DTM title. I listened, nodding my head in agreement to everything he was saying. Krishan was so happy I was convinced to take on the challenge. Was I aware of what I had let myself in for? High Performance Leadership Project. The name sounded as difficult as climbing the Mount Everest. O-M-G, what do I do? Seemed like I was stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea. I had no choice but to move forward. Danger on the right I knew. Danger on the left I knew. Danger straight ahead. I didn't know. Always one for taking on challenges. I dived straight into it without thinking of the consequences. When I actually started to understand 
high performance leadership i realized just how much work goes into completing the hpl let alone becoming a dtm here my grandsons came to my rescue dheeraj my elder grandson says your hpl should be about teaching children how to speak i gave him such a look where do i get so many children from you just say something about the program i'll make a video i'll make a web page i'll set it up good and proper for you both of us will be your first students true to his word he prepared it all it looks so professional i was stunned i circulated the flyers unbelievable but true 18 children presented themselves for the voice out cavel club program four months flew by in excitement of doing something different every time my hpl committee and other toastmasters were in awe of the final day when we had a contest parents were very happy seeing their children perform children were very happy seeing their confidence boosted and me i was on cloud 9 from this hpl there was no going back i was determined to take this forward to making a cavalry club from the plodding along enjoying herself tanu got a vision and a mission for her life the change from being a businesswoman to a mentor a counselor a guide for giving children guidance on the path of effective communication public speaking leadership skills came in slowly silently and insidiously i was not even aware when impacting children for leaders became my vision and mission members started to register our interactions began my children I always referred to my gavel club members as my children. Grew and so did I. Very soon the second gavel club was chartered. Now, the third one on its way to chartering. My vision is to charter a minimum of 6 gavel clubs in Mauritius. The first big exposure for voice out gavel club came when Mauritius Toastmasters had their annual conference and Toastmaster Amarnath Boyju asked me if I would like to send two of my gavel club members to speak in front of an audience of about 250 people. Needless to say, I was thrilled. My two speakers, Raina and Lakshana, were excited beyond words, gave off the bestest of their best. What an emotional moment it was for me when they got standing ovations. Ever since my gaveliers have been participating in all the annual Mauritius Toastmasters conferences, receiving tremendous accolades. When I think about it, I am exuberant, joyful, at the same time humbled. Every time I challenged myself 
or circumstances challenged me. Like being part of the organizing committee for a Toastmasters annual conference, I shared those experiences. Give my Gavel Club members responsibility of organizing the Voice Out Gavel Club event. It gave them confidence, a super boost. Me believing in them encouraged them to believe in themselves. My gavel clubs were growing. My gaveliers were confidently growing. And then it happened. The pandemic hit the world. Borders closed. Everyone stranded. No one knowing what to do. Just waiting, watching. Not to be deterred by this, however, I thought, why not go online? Great idea. How does one who is not so tech-savvy even think of holding Voice Art Gavel Club sessions online? Somehow, the courage came. I moved forward to Zoom. Groping my way along in the beginning was not so easy. However, my commitment to my children kept me going. In the beginning, trial and error, trial and error. Trial and succeed! Yippee! I gave myself a great pat on the back. Since all of us were housebound, the computers were working overtime. I happened to witness a Toastmasters contest where 70 countries participated. So beautifully done, so seamlessly executed, set me thinking, why can't I have something like this for the gavel clubs around the world? The thought came and stayed on, not letting me sleep. Immediately, I sent out messages and emails to whatever, whichever contact details I could access with my limited tech knowledge. I was overwhelmed by the response. Twenty clubs came together. No one knew anyone. However, all had one common meeting ground to elevate the youth potential, to help the youth navigate uncharted waters. The team bonding, the team spirit was at an all-time high. Within a month, our very first global gavel event rolled out to a thunderous applause. Gavel clubs now boast of 170 clubs worldwide and is still growing. It is so heartwarming to see so many children transcending borders to learn, to have fun, to compete. Friends, a gavel club is that platform that gives your child a head start in life. Soft skills of life learned here with your child. Help him to grow. Enable him to meet any challenges headlong to be the reason of the crowd, 
not a part of the crowd. To be able to accept success and failure with equanimity and determination to master the soft skills of life. Gavel clubs are another way of life. Gavel clubs are beyond academics. My beautiful listeners, I do hope my talk has touched some corner of your heart and soul. Let us help your child stretch their imagination way beyond the visible, the tangible, to reach for the stars. Dhanu Rajwani signing out now. See you again next Monday with another episode on Cavill Clubs.